Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good morning. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. This is an interactive call-in show, live, and uh, we're here to answer your questions. I'm Bob. Sitting next to me is Kyle, as always. And uh, we're Buchanan Service Centers, as it said. 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and guaranteed brakes at 49th Avenue and Dodge. Uh, we do brakes right the first time. So, yeah, it's, you know, whatever question you might have, new car, used car, uh, a lot of used car questions out there, new car questions. You know, I mean, it's, I guess you now you're kind of where you pick whatever you want. Now you're kind of down to, is this a good – I've had a few questions this past week is, this is what's available to me. Yeah. Is that a good car? You know, and um, – The market's slimming. The market's slimming, yeah, where you could just Definitely. go out and wander through. And, you know, I even heard the other day, and I don't know if this is all true on all dealerships, but uh, they wanted to go trade their car in. And the dealer wanted a good quality car to so that they could fix up and resell. Yeah. And there they didn't have uh, the customer didn't have one. It was broke, and they said, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't really sell that to you. I don't know anybody specific who it was, but uh, they had to go look elsewhere because yeah. they want that car to fix back up and resell to somebody else. And yeah, it's they just, want a quick flip. Yeah, they want a quick flip is what they want. And but if they sell you new ones, so. That kind of happens. I've heard that so far. Um, you know, I see a lot of used cars that are great. You know, a lot of used cars that uh, people have maybe put back together mm-hmm. that are, I think, done with one eye open. You know, no. <laughs> not both eyes open, as it should be, and and done right. And I mean, if you do it right, and you can ask a better better dollar. But some people, some prefer- of this stuff that we're seeing, it's almost more impressive how they covered up what they did uh, yeah it is i will agree with that and you by know, the time from 10 feet you're like wow that's a really good car and you lift it in the air and you're like yeah wait, I've... wait a second <laughs> <laughs> there's some magic at work here <laughs> there is yeah i've seen long uh wood wood screws in it uh through the metal i've, I've seen two by fours i've seen uh Four by fours stuck in certain things to take up the gap in the bumper. Um, what else have we seen, Kyle? We've seen uh, oh, some of the welding jobs that I've seen come in that somebody's tried to piece something back together that was rusted out. Right. Again, they're welding with one eye open instead yeah, of both. Like, you could do better with a coat hanger and a car battery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen frames filled with uh, foam. Yeah. Or or flex seals, it is, or whatever it would be, and. Uh, Gosh. I think we had one that uh, we seen that was just filled over and then kind of smoothed off and then painted. Yeah, you don't know till you lean on the car. And you yeah. Get that well, I think that I think we were taking a screwdriver because it was one of those vehicles that have a tendency to rust the frame, and mm-hmm. screwdriver just went right on into the frame. And as we picked a little bit more, it was uh, it was foam in there, and yeah. it was undercoated over top of it. So had you not looked, you know, as close as we do, yeah. <laughs> 
Sometimes you know? when you get them on a lift, you find that out, and it gets a little unsettling. Oh, yeah. We had one the other day. <laughs> Car's eight feet in the air, and you yeah. all this crunching happening. We had one at the shop that uh, we lifted it up on all four corners like we normally do, and all of a sudden, snap, crackle, pop, and things were coming off of it, so we stopped. <laughs> And there was all sorts of the frame laying on the ground. And so, I mean, we didn't get it off the ground. We got it just high enough. Just for enough to know that it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So uh, we attempted that car repair on the ground and uh, wouldn't lift it because we don't need to separate it. We don't need to be the last guy separating, no. watching the car <laughs> rust away. So it just, you know, have them checked, even though, uh, you know, just have them checked. That's just the best information I can give. And. If somebody doesn't want to have their car looked at or checked out and um, given that, then move on. Go, go to the next car. It's there's. I shouldn't say there's plenty of them out there. There's options, though. There's options. You don't need to get involved in something that's got a big problem and you spent five grand on something you're going to have to spend five grand on. So it just doesn't make sense. Go look for a $10,000 car then. Yeah. And you don't have that particular problem. So... Again, 558 is the numbers to get in. Let's help you uh, fix your car. It's a windy day out there. Um, yeah. well, if you're working in the in the driveway. Magnetic trays, guys. Magnetic ma- trays. Yeah, yeah. Don't let your stuff blow away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe wheel chocks. Maybe, uh, you know, emergency brakes. You don't jack it up and watch things slide down the road and <laughs> get everything unwrapped. And next thing you know, all your wrappings or whatever brakes you're taking apart is clear down the road. So, yeah, it's going to be that that kind of day. Midwest in the springtime. Midwest, yeah. So here's a here's an article I ran across. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. They somebody was out backpacking and, and uh, you know, hiking in Arizona and, and there was a uh they left the door open on their on their Subaru, the back door as yeah. they were getting their stuff out, bikes, what have you. Fresh air. Fresh great. air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh uh a javelina jumped in to eat the Cheetos. And the, the hatch came down and started eating the dash and started eating the doors and started eating everything, trying to get out. So One expensive pig trap. Yeah, yeah, have a, yeah Havelina is just a, another word for wild pig. I guess that's what they call them down there in New Mexico or Arizona or something along they that line. They're always trying to do something fancy. Well, it ha- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> had a picture of him. He doesn't seem all that upset. He's looking through the hatch here, and uh, he's wondering why he's stuck in here. But... Uh, and then he put it into neutral. Oh, cool! And then uh, he got it into neutral, and the car rolled down uh, down the hill into the uh, across the across the street into the neighbor's yard. Hmm. And then they just opened the hatch and let him go. I, I, how do you? What, yeah. What do you call the insurance company? What do you tell them? Yeah. Guess what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> We got a thousand dollar deductible. I, I guess. I guess you got a good story. I mean, that would be one of those, you know, the State Farm commercial guy. You know, yeah. the car gets hit by lightning or something. I mean, you could. Probably yeah, have. that guy always has always has a clever. Yeah. Uh, a clever uh, commercial. So I mean, there's one right there there's for you. There's one right there. Well, trademark <laughs> that. <laughs> Accidental. Well, you know, it's kind of like as we were talking off the air, a little bit like the bear in the woods kind of thing. You know, uh, they're hungry. Yeah, they're going to get what they want. Yeah, he may not have <laughs> ate last night, and uh, what's in your car looks appetizing, and they can smell real well. So, uh, yeah, and then that season's coming up. You know, that season's where you we're bear going season. out. Well, yeah, bear season, <laughs> raccoon season. You know, if you go out camping, if you're listening to us out camping, 
I mean, uh, I, I know I've stuck the trash underneath the camper before to come back and see it spread all over the place. Yeah. I mean, they all come out at night. Just about the time you're going in, they come out and uh, whatever. How many times have we opened a hood and there's something under there staring at us? Ah, uh, at least a half a dozen I know of. Yeah. It gets it, a little unsettling. You it know, does. you got to kind of open them up and you got kind of the shock there and then you're both freaking out. And then, well, yeah, you're as a mechanic, you're always just, you're, you're used to sticking your hands underneath the hood to flip the latch so you can open the hood. Yeah. And you do not expect a possum. You did not expect a raccoon. You did not expect a bunch of mice. You do not expect a lot of things that are, can get underneath yeah. the hood and hide. I had and, a rabbit uh, jump out at me one time that kind of freaked me out and <laughs> you know and we jump back and run or we don't oh, yeah. but most people do i mean even with a mouse we're all we're all little girls when it comes to that they think everybody to... else laughs and you know you feel shame yeah yeah you feel shame but yeah, it's like you a know. cartoon you're chasing you down the <laughs> the cat's chasing you down the street so yeah it's uh but luckily it doesn't happen too often but we've seen a little bit of it coming out of the pandemic so all right uh five five eight eleven ten some numbers to get in and uh we'll be back in a moment Yo, what up, love child? The Mr. Mechanic Show gonna travel back in time to 1982. Say what? I said a drip drop, a drip until the drip of your oil pans leaking. Your car won't start. It goes bang, bang, boogie. Your jump start the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie. Say what? See, I am Mr. Mechanic, and I'd like to say hello. To the pretty little lady on the side of the road Waiting for an expensive tow What? Have you ever gone over to a friend's garage And their car was just no good? I can't hear you The timer belt's squeaking, the engine's overheating And the tires are just no good So you're driving down the road and you hear a clang A click clock bang in the old Mustang Hotel, motel, who's gonna fix your car? Say what? Don't you worry, don't shed a tear have no fear, your mechanic's here. No one can be a clutch or master cylinder. Evaporative control canister. Crankcase breather, a front seat heater. Because objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Skiddly be my baby, I fixed you. So let's go shaggy like Scooby-Doo. Because I'm an imp to the pimp, the ladies' pimp. I put the man in Mr. Mechanic. So if you need a tow, a bump, or a jack, I'm a Casanova who's got your back. When you see the biggest and the best rich set, just call the man with the M on his chest. I'll get you on the road and out of the ditch. Cause I'm the Mr. Mechanic Motel, Motel Who's gonna fix your car? Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show we're Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, Guaranteed Breaks, 49th and Dodge. This is a live interactive call-in show that you call in, ask your questions, and we'll give you the top couple answers and and uh, what we've seen, what we've done, and help you out. So 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can uh, help you today so you get back to the parts store and figure out what that problem is. So, you know, I ran across another article uh, kind of doing some some uh, research in San Francisco they had a car that was uh police pulled over a Chevy Bolt and it pulled you know flipped the lights on pulled it over and it pulled over mm-hmm. and then they got out of the, the cruiser and walked up to the car and um there was nobody in it it was a self-driving car but it pulled over because it seen the lights nice so when it walked they walked back to the to the uh 
So we just got rogue cars out now? Well, they they have permission to kind of test these out. So when the uh, police officers went back to the car to kind of radio this in, it figured it was done, so it drove off. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be inconvenienced by this. <laughs> and there's, there's nobody in it. So then they had to kind of call and check, and then I think they, you know, I I, I'm going to tell my grandkids about that in 100 I, years. I, I, I'm assuming they pulled it over again or turned the <laughs> lights back on and it pulled it over again and it, it pulls over because it, it can see that. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of hilarious that it got, you know, you got a self-driving car. I mean, your burrito's getting cold. Yeah. If that's a uh, if that's a delivery vehicle to bring your burrito to the house. <laughs> just. Where do we write this complaint? Yeah, where, where do we write this complaint? You know, and I ran across another one, too, kind of seeing that on that same line. You know, Toyota is working on a a, a vehicle that will walk your dog. So it'll just, it's a... Uh, you put, I don't you, know about this. You put it on a leash, and uh, it walks the dog. And if it feels like it's trying to get away to go see other dogs, it puts the brakes on so it can't go nowhere. Until it kind of calms back down and kind of go. This is all in development, by the way. I got a couple test dogs I can try this on. I'll show them just about any move. So this seems to me, for all the reason you can go walk your dog and watch it from the comfort of your living room, because, by gosh, we can't get up. Yeah, heaven forbid. We still got a soda in our hand. And, and uh, half hour of young and restless left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't get up and the dog wants to go out. Yeah. And, God forbid we'd want to go for a walk, too, and maybe get a little bit of exercise. But, no, uh, no. you know, yeah, I know you and I, we we walk all day. Yeah. We're all day. We're lifting things. We're doing By the time we get home, we're beat. Yeah. We don't sit behind a desk. Therefore, uh, we get exercise all the time, every day, almost to the point where exhaustion. So, But I, I just thought know. that was interesting. That's what's coming down the line. So you just... You just take your dog I think out. If I buy a dog walking machine, I'm going to go with a nice one, like a Mercedes dog walking machine or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, something along that line. I mean, the, they're still working on, it. and this yeah. could also be beneficial. I, I don't want to say this is just the other, but it could be beneficial for mobility issues for people can't get around. Yeah. You know, there's days I need that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and they want to take, they want to go outside and do that. So I can see the beneficial side of that. It's not. It just seems like we as we talked off the air. The laziness is just getting worse and worse and worse of not wanting to do anything. So, and I think the video games are making that all the worse. So, yeah. but anyway, we don't care about that. We're gonna get back. We're gonna get over into the calls and, and call talk to uh, Larry, ninety-two Buick Roadmaster. Larry, you there? Yes, I am. Go okay. ahead. Well, I've got a I've got a ninety-two Roadmaster with forty-five thousand some odd miles on it. And it, um, <clears throat> it's got the 5.7 in it. But anyhow, uh, it's having trouble starting. And when I do get it to start, um, it'll run sometimes 5, 10 minutes, sometimes 20, 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden it just stalls, it just stalls, it just dies, stalls out, and then it doesn't want to start. And I have checked the plugs, uh, the wires, uh, um, you know, the spark control or whatever you call I mean, I've changed that. I, I'm kind of lost. Okay. Well, we're down to fuel, air, or spark. Yeah. So when this car dies, uh, what Kyle's saying is that we've got to check one of those two. It sounds like you've looked at the spark plugs and they look okay. But what we need to do is when the car won't start, we need to take that uh, spark plug wire off. We need to stick a screwdriver in the end of it, and then we need to hold it really close to the 
to an engine block or something metal, then we need to have somebody crank it over and see if you're getting spark. So okay. that's the first thing to do because if you're if it's dying, you might be exactly right. The electronics may be bad. Those distributors had a lot of problems with right. that. They're right behind the water pump. Right. Exactly. Yes. And they have a lot of problems with that. And that and that whole mechanism, that whole distributor, the distributor cap and the wires, all three of them. So if you're not getting yeah. any sparked, you know, check one and say, Hey, I'm not getting a spark over there. Maybe check another one. Um and then your other alternative is maybe you spray some carburetor cleaner down the intake uh, a little bit, and let's just see if, if it starts and fires. So if it starts and fires on carburetor cleaner, we know all the spark is okay. We know we got a fuel issue, and we, we got to trace fu- that back. Correct. We got a fuel issue. We got to trace it back. If um, okay, if you've got no spark, you've got to head towards, like Kyle was saying, the uh, the distributor cap, the rotor, and the uh, and the distributor itself. Yeah, you're gonna have the water pump okay. off. I always just go with new everything. You have to almost and get and a I good was, AC Delco unit. I was just gonna say that don't don't cheap out on that unit uh, because it's too much work to go back in and do it twice. Um, okay. Does this happen more anytime? Does it happen? Did it happen the other day when it was really had high humidity out? No, no. It's just it's just doing it. I don't hardly drive the car anyhow, but it just it's been doing it for a while. It just doesn't want to stay running at all. Yeah. That's true. Well, it, and it, when it does run, it runs great, right? Yeah, it runs. It runs fine when it's running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check the fuel. Check the spark. If it doesn't have spark, okay. that's where you're going. Okay, I appreciate it. You bet. Not a problem. All right. Have a good day, and appreciate you calling. Yeah, those were kind of common for that, and they yeah. were such a. I, I I don't know I don't know who was on vacation when they decided that decision because I used let's to put put the, the distributor behind the water pump. Yes, and let's make it as complicated as possible. I think that had more to do with the fact that that motor that that was going in was a Corvette. Yeah, and there really they wasn't didn't have room for the hood. No, and, yeah, there wasn't any room for that distributor where it normally was in back, and it was easy to get to, and it was just you know you didn't have to worry about it. They had to get rid of it because there it was it was banging the firewheel. You know, yeah. f- firewall. So they had to put it up front. And I, I guess haven't they, done a Corvette distributor in a long time. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> no. And the last one I did was a Camaro, and that's exactly what we did. And, and you know, the valve cover was leaking. the The water pump was. You know, what do you do now? So you, you're pulling the water pump apart. Yeah. That's got X amount of miles on it. You might as well put a water pump on it. Yeah. You know, it's just parts now. You don't have to redo all that labor and antifreeze and everything. Uh, the, I think the one we had had the distributor cap that was bad. And it was misfiring every once in a while, so that's where the distribute. So when we would spray it down with water, it start misfiring like crazy. Yeah. And then once we got in there, we noticed the seal on the inside of the distributor was bad, and it was just coated on the inside with oil. I'm not really sure how well it even ran or why it ran as good as it did because it was just <laughs> coated. So that seal is an internal part, an integral part of the distributor itself. I mean, you took it, you could replace just the seal but anymore you're just it's too old of a vehicle to get that yeah, get a new one yeah and the last thing i'm going to say to the caller is it's not cheap no it's just the parts if you're going to do all the work yourself that's great and you saved a bunch of labor but the parts are expensive expect to expect to spend 500 bucks, bucks easily yeah. to get all that all that done so good luck and if you have any problems with that make sure you give us a call All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the number to get in, and uh, we'll be back in a bit.
All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and uh, I know you're out there. Let's, uh, somebody's listening. Call somebody, us up. Oh, yeah, somebody's listening. Let's uh, give us a call. Let's see what we can come up with uh, on your car. You know what it is, Kyle. I just seen the other day. It's it's uh, car season. It's car show season. Oh, yeah. So I, I see some of the cars coming out at stations to try to uh, get the cars fixed up. And uh, we had a couple here we've had to put off a little bit because of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't. Didn't want to bring a nice, really nice car out and, and uh, watch it get hailed on, so I had to push that back a little bit. So eventually, we're gonna we're gonna get it in, and get it going, because he wants to get out and get it on a driving basis. So, but yeah, I see some other cars out and around, and uh, seen a couple of convertibles. I was out driving in a convertible the other day with my jacket on and hat yeah. because I didn't want to take the time to don't get your head sunburned. Yeah, yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to take the time to put up the top, so I just figured I wouldn't go that far. I'll just. Just wear a stocking cap and drive around. I'm sure everybody was looking at me like, what is that? Yeah. Why is he doing that? Well, I had to get it from one place to another, and that's the only thing you can do. It's hot rod season. It's hot rod season, yeah. <laughs> and you got, you know, and I I think you've run into problem with getting parts as far as on oh, your yeah. old project. Yeah. Um, I'm on back order till November on a set of pistons. Yeah. That yeah. I've been waiting on for two years. Yeah, and I noticed that on some car parts. I mean, we tried to order a gas tank the other day. Needed a new gas tank because some of these gas tanks are not just gas tanks anymore. They're not just devices to hold gas, and then all the tubing is on the outside. Well, now a lot of the emission tubing is on the inside. So when that goes bad and you can't fill your gas tank because it clicks, 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 clicks off, you know, and you have to stand there for 45 minutes to put fuel in your car, you need a new gas tank. Or you need a used gas tank and take the chance that, you're going to be back. <laughs> yeah, you're going to take a chance that it works, or you're going to be back in the same situation six months later. So, and some of those are on back order with you know release dates of months or you know six months down the road. So, and unfortunately, when we got it, the plastic uh, nipples for the fuel pumper broke. Nice in transit. So, it back it went. But yeah. Such as, you know. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're having to do it again. So, But that's just parts, part of the parts that's going on with parts available availability out there. So get your project started early. All right, we're going to head over to Mike, 98 Monte Carlo. Mike, what's going on today? Yeah, I got a – you helped me out with my Monte Carlo about a year ago, and I, I'm going to call you again and ask for more advice. Sure. Okay, I'm still having problems with the – I shouldn't say problems. It's more of a concern with the coolant system. It's, I don't know if you're familiar with the car. You probably, probably are. Sure. Um, when you open up the hood, there's this plastic white overflow reservoir or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. I keep buying gallon jugs of antifreeze to pour in there and it always disappears. It's not burning off. I'm not smelling anything. And then when it cools off, I actually look into the radiator itself, take the radiator cap off, and it's always always fine. I'm just wondering why it won't stay in that plastic reservoir. Well, it's got to be going somewhere. Yes. So it's either going to leak. It's either leaking it or burning it because it's got too many antifreeze, uh, too many chemicals in that antifreeze to evaporate. Um, I wonder, is your radiator cap new or... So I'm wondering if it's not 
going over into the radiator cap uh, and it's venting off and it's leaking down out, going over the vent and it's going out that way, or have you got a slight crack in the uh, in the overflow? Okay, but the, the what o- I'm saying is that it, luckily the car has a temperature gauge on the dash. Uh-huh. It never overheats. In fact, it never even gets over like a quarter from from cold. So it's it's really not a problem. But I'm just right. wondering if I'm wasting my money by buying these gallons of antifreeze all the time. Well. The first thing that came to my mind is you got a head gasket problem. But if you're looking in the radiator and it's always full and it's not the level's not dropping down in the radiator, that means it's not consuming it through the engine. So if, right. if you're only and it's not. Yeah, if your only problem is the uh is the overflow, then my guess is it's probably not making it, it it's leaking out somewhere. And on those Monte Carlos you kinda have a little bit of a longer hose going from the uh overflow over to the radiator itself. I think if it was me, I'm I'm pulling that uh, pull that tank and yep. fill it up with water and see. Yep, if you I'm can pulling find the leak. I'm pulling the tank. I'm pinching the hose off at one end at the right next to the radiator, filling it up with water and setting it in an area, and maybe set a piece of cardboard underneath. You know, dry it all off, set a piece of cardboard underneath yeah. there, and let it set for a couple of days and see what kind of see what kind of leak you have. You may have a okay. very a very small leak over a week's period of time can drain it to empty. Okay, let me ask you this. Does the, does the entire coolant that's in the radiator circulate through that res, that white reservoir tank? No. No. That's just a surge tank. So when it gets hot, it's the, the, the radiator cap opens, and it, it that's the surge that goes up in there, and it, and it fills up a little bit. And then when it, the radiator needs it and it cools back down, it'll suck everything out of that radiator uh, overflow back into the radiator. And it just kind of – that's why it's called a surge tank. It just kind of – ebbs and flows back and forth between the radiator. Okay. So that explains why I'm not losing any fluid out of my radiator itself. Cause right. It's just the leak may be small enough. Yeah, the leak may be small enough for it to surge over there, and then when it shuts down at night, it sucks back over, and it's always full. Now, and the only other choices you have, is, and we kind of mentioned this in the past, is that it's either going to leak it or it's going to burn it. Just because you okay. don't see a uh, puffing like a choo-choo train out the tailpipe doesn't mean it's not burning it. You're putting, okay. you're putting it in. It's taking it over to the radiator. It's burning it through, and you're just the radiator is always full, and you're just wondering what you're just feeding it, and yeah. it's going through the engine. I kind of think. And what's, what's this? Is a, this is a three point three point one or a three point eight? Uh, three point. Three point six, I yeah. think. Ninety eight. I think you got a three one or a three eight. Yeah. That's okay, what I got. it's a big one. It's a Z thirty four. Z thirty four. So you got a uh, yeah. You got a three point. You got a three eight. I think. Yeah, you got a three eight. You don't have a three one and a Z Z twenty four. So, I think, I think you got a head gasket out of it. That's what I think. I would do a block test on it and see if it, if you got any hydrocarbons out of it. That's where I think it's going. Okay. But- could it seriously? Could it just be leaking out of that tank? Could a yep. rock could have flown up and? Yep. Sure. Yep. Yep. Check the tank. The yep. White plastic tank. When I was growing up, we never had these little white plastic tanks. We just had a radiator. Yep. Check that tank first, and then do a, a block test on that. If if that if that tank looks to be good, then do a block test because I think that's that's ultimately maybe where you're going. I think mm-hmm. you're just doing it 
burning it ever so slightly. It's not detectable at this particular moment. So, yeah, I mean, it only takes two or three days. I'll I'll fill it up yeah. to the when it's cool. I'll fill it up to the you know the cool level. Yep. Three days later, I'll look at it and it's gone. Yep, I agree. Try try oh. that, Mike, and give us a call back. Let us know next week and and let me know. Oh. I appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, 558-1110 is the number to get in, and we'll be back in just a quick minute to answer questions. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, we're going to head straight into the calls. Lightning round. Frank got a 19 F-150. Frank, what's going on? Okay, my man, I got 54,000 miles on it. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay. I got 54,000 miles on it. When I start that car up in the morning, it's garaged in, in the house garage. And I pull out of my driveway and I go down the hill. Bang, that transmission just shifts harder than heck. I know it's a 10 speed. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes into the next gear, it bangs hard. And it'll do that for a couple of stop signs or more. Then after that, when it warms up, I think, it starts to smooth out. Now, I took it into the Ford dealer, and they told me that that's just the way the 10-speed transmissions are, that they bang I've, when they first start up. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that, and, and I have uh, i don't know. I haven't had that complaint on the Chevy side, but no. I know they're kind of a joint when they built that transmission, but I have heard that on the Ford side. And these 10 speeds don't go through all the gears. You would think that they would go through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and they don't. They'll, they'll jump. Depending on where your foot is on the throttle, they might go 1 to 3, or they might go uh, 1, 2, 4, um, 6. I can, in, I, can, I can honestly say I'm really going slow, under 25 miles an hour. Yeah, and it just has the, it has to do with how the, the, the pedal and the throttle position sensor and the computer is all kind of interpreting everything to make that transmission shift i don't the only well, will, thing you it, will it hurt it uh over the years i really I've ha- only got like i've only got like uh six thousand more miles and then the, the transmission's out of warning right have you serviced it all i serviced it all the time the, the transmission have you changed the fluid the transmission no, I haven't. Okay. That might be one thing to do. Is it going to hurt it? I've not really heard that particular problem at this particular point. Uh, but they're fairly new, so that those problems may not show up until... Yeah, uh, we don't really know about the longevity of them. Yeah, not yet, because they're fairly new. I, from what I've understood and what I've heard, they're they're pretty, pretty good transmissions. They're, they're better than what we had before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was afraid that the banging, because it bangs, you know. You well, can and... They may be developing like a software update or something to fix that now, but as of right now, we haven't yeah. come across any fix to it. It's definitely a legit complaint across Ford's whole line of trucks. Well, I'm, I'm taking it in again this week. Yeah, and, and if I have to, I'm gonna leave it overnight. And then they can drive it when it's cold. Yep, sure. And and uh, well, I want it fixed before sixty thousand. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Try servicing the transmission. Maybe that solves our problem. Uh, maybe not, but, you know, a new slippery fluid a lot of times does. I know GM had a problem with a lot of the eight speeds, and they changed fluid to solve a lot of vibrations problems in there. So 
certainly fluid can can make a world of difference. So try that, Frank, and then give us a call back and let us know. I appreciate it, guys. You bet. Bye-bye. We're going to head over to Fred with a 2003 F-250 blower motor problem. Fred, what's going on? Yes, uh, the blower works, but it's always on slow unless you turn it on high. Then it blows air. So and it only I blows on high? It blows, but I say it blows, it moves air, but it doesn't blow air. And when you get on high, then it moves air like it should on high. Yeah, but the rest of the speeds are just not there or at all? Well, they're there, but not enough to worry about. I mean, you can feel air moving, but that's all. Okay. Well... It it should have one through – your top speed is going to be straight through the bypassing the resistor, and one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, or whatever has got to go through a resistor. So right. that resistor okay. that resistor could be bad or – You just fl- got a motor that can't perform. You're right, a motor that can't perform, or all of your speeds are working and the motor's performing great. You've just got a clog in the system like an evaporator or heater core that's got a bunch of debris on it. It sounds like it's going like mad, uh, but can't get any airflow to you. So what we would do in that situation is we pull the blower motor down and kind of have, we hold it in our hand while somebody else runs that blower motor so we can actually see the speed change up and down. You can actually feel how much that that, uh, blower motor is producing. And if it's all working fine, then we know we've got a problem inside, maybe a door that's stuck in one side that's not getting anything out to you. That's common on a Ford. Um, or you just got a bunch of debris that from parking underneath trees and all that other kind yeah. of stuff that can certainly – we see when we pull evaporators out of cars, uh, we just did the other day. There's just about everything in it's them. It's just about everything in there. It's no. It looks just like the outside of your air conditioner during uh, cotton season when the trees shed all their cotton. So – and, and once you pull that blower motor down, you can look up inside, and a lot of times you can take a flashlight and see just if there's any debris in there. Okay. So that's that's how we would diagnose it, you know, it, yeah. see how much flow you're actually getting, pull that blower motor down, and you you, know, you hold it while somebody else does it and, and uh, do a manual test more or less yeah. and see what kind of flow you're getting. Okay. Try that. Let us know. Maybe it was. Oh. I thought maybe this is my truck, but I got a son-in-law that's got one that's a couple of years older, and he had the same issue with his. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Well, just because all that voltage is going to that uh, motor, like Kyle said, doesn't mean that it's it's actually spinning like it should. You know, um, and if it's not spinning like it should, then you'll know right in your hand. I mean, that thing should that thing should spin enough that it almost wants to take it out of your hand. Yeah. By the way, so if you okay. take that, if you take that out and put it in yeah. your hand, get a good grip on it because if yeah. it works, they'll go flying. They'll go flying. So get a good grip on it. Don't just <laughs> hold it in your hand. Get a good grip on it, and it it should be enough torque in there that it wants to pull out of your hand. And if it's just yeah. barely spinning, you got a blower motor problem. Well, okay, I couldn't figure it out because the uh, blower doesn't make any noise. No, yeah, sometimes they don't. Yep. Yep. So it's. Stuff just okay. seizes up in there. Those bushings go bad. Yep, they do. All right, Fred, appreciate the call. Let us know if we can help some more. We're going to head over to uh, 19. Jens? Jens, we're going to oh, answer your question off the air. Sorry. 
but we'll be back there in, in just a minute to answer it. So that's another hour, Kyle. That went fast. So to get a longer show. It, well, uh, yeah, maybe we get a longer show. Uh, <laughs> 558-1110 is the numbers to call in. It, you know, get get in early so we can answer your questions. So we don't run out at the end of the time. So we're we're only here for an hour because that's all they give us. So I'm Bob. <laughs> Kyle. We'll see you next week.